0: (laughs) This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com.
1: Hi, Fiona. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Jo. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Debrielle, we have Debrielle with us today, Um, and we've brought, and I've known you a number of years, and of course, Fiona, for zonks, well, we've been past lives, we've known each other in past lives, as well. Um, But Debra is special today because it's one of my theories that I want to talk about, and I want us three to discuss this, but one of my theories is that those who are born with health challenges, whether it's physical or uh, emotional or uh, psychological, there are other gifts that we're given. And you know we did a we did one on, on you being born dead and look at all the gifts that uh, you you came to us with and I want to explore with Deborah what because Deborah Debriel, you were given some well tell us about your your birth and and what happened okay
2: <laughs> hello everybody and hello thank you for both of you having me here and. Basically, like I was born two weeks early, which isn't a big deal, no, right? But no. no, my mom said no fingernails and no eyelashes. And I've done past life regression and I didn't want to come out. I got scared right at the end and she had a lot of anxiety and they pulled me out. And I used to have huge force at Mark, but it's disappeared now. And I came in just kind of, it was really weird. Like I knew right away as to my earliest memories there was way more here than anybody saw, and she kept saying, "You need to be in reality." And I'm like, "Who's reality? What reality? Yeah. You know?" So I was already a little multidimensional, and my dad was a pharmacist, and my mom was an operating room nurse or a surgical nurse. So I came right into the medical field, right. Uh-huh. And at two years old is when things really start. I don't remember not two, second grade. I don't remember much of it. And they had to move the town to the next town with the big hospital because <clears throat> we were in the rural. And it was because we didn't know, and they were <coughs> testing the heck out of me, which wasn't. And um, I don't remember exactly all the symptoms, but they thought I had leukemia, but I didn't. I had a really rare resistant staff. And they did get it under control. and So that was the first incidence of health.
1: So it was a recurring incidence of health then? Not from that. I've
2: had it. No, few, but, from, but yes,
1: from the time you were born.
2: And I came in a little bewildered, but as far as I know, I didn't have anything. Second grade is when it
1: started. Okay. Now, I I, I want to just say something here. Okay. Pick up on something. So that when you came in, you were, as an instant infant baby aware of different realities so and born two weeks early that's not a a lot but maybe we are when we're still in utero connected to all the other realities before we come in so you came in with that already and aware of that Right. And then when I see
2: the first little baby picture they took to say, you know, I was just like this, like, what did I do? I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. But I came in, she said I'd wake up in my crib singing, so I was very happy, but I had a huge colic in the beginning, which isn't abnormal either, but it was a big adjustment, and then it continued, even at 8, I remember knowing that I knew I could bi-locate. I knew that, what um, I wrote them down because I knew I'd forget, that I could fly. My brother knew, too. We were 14 months apart. He, he came after me. They gave me his name, but I was a surprise, so they had to rename me. And then um, that, you know, there was just more possible, but I couldn't remember how. And to this day, but as I get older, I'm 60 now, it's been getting more and more amazing, and I've adjusted to it. And I'll say at the end, like you did, what tips have helped me through the journey quickly? Right. You know, I wrote little notes; so I can go fast on the key parts. But we've got, we got time. Okay, it's been amazing. I love life, yeah, even when it's horrible. And 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 I always find the blessing, like even when people have died or I've got health challenges, I'm just like. You know, I just visualize it different, and I say if my soul's ready to go, I want to go with grace and ease. But if I get a little choice in this dimension, can I stay? And so far I've been gifted, and I
1: seem to be better, better, better. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you're looking great, I must say. Yeah, because you haven't seen me in a while.
0: Could you uh, share maybe one difficult time you had and how you kept that that lightness or how you returned to that lightness what did you use to get back to that place
2: okay it's been different for each thing it's Mm -hmm. been a learning lesson to really get it Mm -hmm. in and I've got a few that I might talk about there's only two other big things plus of course my brother the 14 year uh, months apart brother I was very close to died I think it I'm bad at ages, times, and things, but I think, uh, (laughs) and names, so I think um, at 38 and left two kids, so that was my first experience with someone super close other than my grandmother, so of course that, but in my own journey, and she asked me to talk, and I may talk about it, I haven't yet on radio that I know of. (laughs) But I'm ready, and I'm not embarrassed at all by any of this. Um, In my third year of college, I was put in um, the psych ward during exams, and they thought I flipped out from exams and thought I had schizophrenia. And my dad actually followed my trail, because I already figured out the first part of what happened, and he found the books in my dorm room. And then he figured out what I was, went to the doctors, got me transferred from the college to Duke University, and then I had two operations. And I've been told a lot, and I almost died, I, uh, the story. What so was it? It ended up being that I had tumors on my parathyroids all of them though oh you boy. can usually just take one out but there's a big thing my calcium i had a drug reaction from sulfa which i think they give you for bladder infections mm-hmm. and i had discovered that but it, I had a psychotic reaction, too. It. Mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. That's,
1: you see, that's possible. That's what we want to hear about. Yes. Because people get labeled sensitive. so easily.
2: Oh, that was my biggest message mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And it was frightening. It, it was a whole journey with that, because, of course, it was before I was even 21. Thank goodness I was still on their health insurance. You know, I'm in college, and I don't know what's going on. And so i they had me sign myself. I didn't know what I was doing. And...
0: Did, did you find people wanted to continue labeling you? With
2: the- oh, they always do, but I just smile. <laughs> and I got a great doctor now. I don't really have to be careful. Um, they're not my favorite. I fired a lot over the years because of this traumatic stuff that happened in my early life around medical, but I still believe in they can help. But I'm so self-aware and know my body well and understand. I almost it sounds arrogant but it's not i often have to help them because i've got some conditions that they're not used to and they it's amazing but i've got a pretty good one right now and he's so awesome and he listens yeah, and he's here in Ohio. That's wonderful. And he studied at the University Duke, and he knew my physician and my surgeon. Oh wow! So yeah. it was like.
0: So, so when you went in there and you mm-hmm. were able to find out what was wrong, how did you? When you came out, what happened with you? Yes. Because you're only under twenty here. Yeah.
2: Well, first I was in the psych ward three months before they got me to Duke, and it was a teaching hospital, Shands in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wasn't aware that much of what was going on, but I thought I was a bird, which I do have some bird energy, mm-hmm. but it was weird. I didn't eat much. I didn't know. They put me in, in straight jacket. I was in ICU a lot. Uh, my kidneys shot All kinds of things happened, and they were trying to say I was schizophrenic, and my parents are medical, and I've always been more herbal, but they said... Um, My mom was smart, you know, but I didn't know. She goes... I knew you weren't psychotic. You had every psychological disorder symptom. You know, like, I just... And I was thinking it was around when Reagan died, and I thought the orderly he was really cute. I thought he was Reagan. And, you know, it was just pretty bizarre, what I remember. Was the
0: reaction to those? Yeah. When you came out of all of that, and you managed to get it balanced out, what? how had your life changed?
2: Well, I'm going to get... My dad figured out, How you know, what how it happened, and he followed the breadcrumbs I had left. Then he had, they were really, and they want the insurance money too. So they really wanted to classify me as, they were hardcore and running out the insurance. So he finally talked a guy, what do you, I don't remember, a resident that was a pharmacist becoming a doctor, and he, he talked him to it, and then they had to sneak me out, sign me out late when nobody was there to get me on the helicopter to go. So I went through all that, two surgeries it took, and they took out my parathyroids, most of my thyroid, and my thymus. Oh boy. And the thymus I didn't want instinctively, even because the first operation didn't work, and my calcium shot right back up. So they went in exploratory, and I didn't want it. I mean I somewhere in my soul I but I was at age and they talked me into it so I went through all that 4 months of my life did was in some other reality, right? Um, because of the physical, but we didn't know that in the beginning. When I came out, they tried to get me to go to therapy. Of course, I had a lot of therapy when I was in, but I just want to get past it. I'm 21. And and I came out 125 pounds, which is huge. And then I blew up to about over 230. And only once I've been able to get Down under it. So there was a whole thing, and I want to go back to college, and it was hard to even drive because they split my chest open like heart surgery that I didn't. uh, But um, when, so I came out like that, and then, and I may cry (laughs) because, but then, you know, I was like, how many people? I came out fine, as far as we know. I just needed medication for. M- I didn't even thyroid. put me on no parathyroid, ha- parathyroid at first, but then later, and and my blood is always weird, which I think happens with a lot of us too, mm. and you know that have the abilities. So they they never would put me on the thyroid because my blood showed fine. But my mom said, you know, and my dad, it can show fine, and it's not. It's subclinical. They can't see it, but they wanted to put me on it so bad but ethically they felt torn because you know they're my parents not my dog so anyway we went through that and I'm amazed that I did as much as I did um because then once I started getting on thyroid and other things happened I had so much I have a lot of energy naturally as you can tell I'm like but I was amazed at what all I did but what I felt like what brings emotions I'm emotional, Um, is that how can you be fine? I I know there's no normal. Something happened like this, and if it wasn't for me and my dad, especially my dad, I, and sometimes I wonder if it would have been better, I would be in some kind of ward, you know, as schizophrenic or whatever, doing art therapy, which I love. And sometimes I think, hmm, would that have been easier? But I had no, you know, and how many people do they do that to? And then it's not even that. And then from what I've studied, some of the things that were happening to me around that age before that, because I was multidimensional, and I was, and I wasn't crazy, even though some people might. Um, How many people get put away when... I read a lot of cultures that this is shamanism or this is the healers and the wise people and and they're revered and they're respected and they go to that. But ours, the homeless, wherever condition they're in, people are scared of and think, you know, so... The biggest thing when I came out was like, wow! It, it blew my mind for quite a while. It, it was hard to understand because at young too that I was fine. Then I was really somewhere else, and then one up op, op, two operations, and I was back to the way before I went in. Mm-hmm. But of course, I never, you know, things change you. But so I got back to school. It was a long journey, but that was the biggest thing. So the, there
0: must have grown some strengths in you.
2: Oh, I'm super.
0: So what did when you came out of that? When you're looking back now, you bring consciousness. So what, what do you think? What were the strengths that that grew in you? First of all, you knew that you you were aware that you were different, but you were okay with it.
2: Yeah, and I've kind of been like that my whole life. <laughs> and then
0: you were also aware that um, you were also aware that uh, that somehow the challenges made you stronger. I bet.
2: Yeah, but it took a while. And especially the last couple that I went through, because I was young then. And I finally did go to therapy and hypnosis, uh, just a little bit. And then I took over uh, because my therapist was a social worker that I did her hair because I had a hair. And then she gave me enough because I'm I don't know, whatever I am. I I was able to journal and learn to journal with your feelings, not your thoughts. Yes. And so whenever I was upset, if I go, I feel whatever it is, anything. And then of course I get the emotion because yeah. I tap into it and I keep writing. She taught me this. I keep writing, and all of a sudden it's like magic. If you really go with it, it's like Oh, (laughs) this makes me feel like when dad or whoever, when you're young, it's the same feeling. Then I would keep journaling and say, oh, then this isn't that. This is just bringing that up, and so now I just have to be okay with that and realize that I brought that wound or that exactly. thing up, and so I can let it go. And so I've done a continuous life of that with big challenges. And then the health thing, because I've studied so much, and I I started doing psychic development, I avoided it my whole life, and when I started, my mom goes, please don't tell me you're a witch, please. <laughs> and I go, Mom, and my brother would call me up, because my family. And she, he'd go, are you a good witch or a bad witch? they just tease <laughs> the heck out. But my mom was serious, and I know a lot of reasons because of that. But um, I just stepped in. One day I was laying on the bed, and I looked at all my books. And I think I was a big partier around then. <laughs> and I was sick of it. And it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I had started my own salon. Like I was making movements. I yeah. had awareness. I wrote about it on my bio in a sub page. But I had this like aha when I looked at my life really seriously. Because I think m- most of us, what we avoid is the pain. And then we avoid really being honest with ourselves and looking at things and not how we want it to be or not what we're avoiding. So I realized oh when I did it that I was miserable and um that I had a choice I don't know that I ever knew that to that point or realized that we we can't always choose what's happening to us but we choose what we do with it right exactly
1: how we react to it
2: and it's been a long journey I'm not perfected Mm -hmm. by any means and it's always a journey but that I swear and it's it's on my bias so I I've got a zillion stories, so I'm not going to go into it. If anybody wants, they can go read the the.
1: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put that down for people yeah. to get
2: to, to I, you know, and read about that. But basically, from that point on, I looked. I, I said, okay, and I looked at the bookshelf, and all my books were about polarity, healing, um, psychic awareness. I'm a big time love astrology forever, mm-hmm. and so I'm like. time. And I would always wanted to go to Psychic development. I wanted to explore what it was, which scared my mom. God bless her. And um, so I did it. And my whole life changed tremendously. Because you were
1: doing what you, your purpose.
2: Well, when I went in Uh. a class, like I'm weird. Like a lot of us that are really, you know, people go to the class. Intuitive. But I was the one picking. I never did any of this. And I I'm a real good scanner and pick up health problems. And that's how I became the reiki. you know, did mm-hmm. the Reiki, which now I don't even know if you need. And then, um, you know, it was a journey. So that's how I kind of switched. But it took a long time because that was around 32. So it was probably 10 years past this thing, mm-hmm. the surgeries, till in therapy and hypnosis, because I didn't know how much rage I had. And um, it came out when I was under hypnosis, and I didn't know that. I was mad. And, I, and that's one of the things. I can get in touch with my sadness, but my anger will come out in frustration. But I really have to be pushed hard until it comes out and, it, and you know because I'm not comfortable with it. And when I came out, I called my mom right up, and I go, Mom, so I don't remember. I go, when I came out of surgery, was I mad? She goes, oh, my God. She goes, (laughs) we went down, worried about our daughter that went through hours of surgery. We're all like, honey. And I was coming out of the, and she said I was like the exorcist. (laughs) She said I went, (laughs) and they were like, oh, my God. And I don't know any of that. So then I worked again. Came aware of that and we it opened up some discussion because they didn't tell me a lot of things because I'd already been through so much so that was good so we cleared
1: that. you know let me just say something here because you're just talking about that rage so my father had quadruple bypass <gasps> yeah. about seven years before he died mm. and after they opened up his heart and did that closed it up Everything, oh, great, he's going to be fine. He went into a rage where the huh. nurses wouldn't even go into his room. And I had to call the doctor, and the doctor had to get involved, because my feeling, this is another one of my theories, is he, he was a man who held on to his rage, and the moment they opened the heart, to open your chest, like they did, I you, uh, yes. see your scar there, yes. open it up, it lets the rage out. Yeah. It lets the rage yeah. out. Yeah. And
2: I've also seen, because my dad had that and my brother, sometimes it it does help, but I found with them in particular, I hope they never listen to this, but that they, they it softened them in a way yeah. after they got back that and they could cry. They could say, I love you yeah. like people that weren't, especially men. I don't know if that's, and they've scanned my heart. Cause my dad has such a bad heart, my brother, but they've scanned it in this last episode. And I'm like, you know, they're telling me I had a heart attack in my sleep. And I'm like, I was scared to go to sleep. And it was none of it. I don't have any blockages that they yeah. found. It's yeah. been a couple of years and all this. Uh, I'm just, Different. Yeah. So,
0: you found a lot of benefit in writing down and feeling. Yes, you feel. starting Just yeah. starting with yes. the feeling and just going That and was going the biggest first and thing.
2: And then also being honest with myself uh, uh, because I was avoiding a lot now, and this, drinking. This
1: is interesting because when I was going through and living alone and going through yeah. radiation and all uh. the cancer stuff,
2: yeah.
1: um, I started just writing. Feelings yeah. in my journal and Good. not just what I did that day. Right. Okay. That's the difference. And looking back at it, what I realized, what I learned about myself, what I learned about life, what I learned by by writing down your feelings. I'm so glad to hear you saying that you did that because it makes it such makes a, difference. a difference. It makes such and a difference. And most people, I have to keep telling judge, them. not judge what you're writing right. down. Right, but what just the feelings, feelings
2: and go into it and then see, because as you're writing, there's some connection to your subconscious too, and just see what comes up. But most people, when I talk to, they don't get, it. and I just reiterate, if you're really trying to do the work and bring this up, the feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so cool. Well, we are going to stop here, but okay. we'll go on again in a minute. This is, a, we're talking to Debra, and this is Earth Tribe Radio,
1: radio.com Back in a moment. <laughs>